pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This is Pitch Please, the show where people who play games pitch ideas to people who make them. This week... I was thinking almost a Left 4 Dead style, you know, when you're waiting for the helicopter. All the Germans come <laughs> crawling through the windows, and one, one yes. is huge. Welcome to Pitch Please. Yimmy Yama. Yimmy My name's Yama. Alex. Oh God, I I'm forgot about that shit. By developer Chris from Foggy Box. Hello. Developer James from Catastrophic Overload. Hello. And Thomas the Ideas Engine. Oh, Yimmy Yama, everyone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he hates the catchphrase already. I didn't I um, completely forgot about it and it's back. I have to it's say back. it. Con- it's contractually not going away. obliged to say Yimmy Yama every single episode. That's all the contract says. That's it. In fact, that's all he's going to be saying for, for the rest of the year. Yimmy Yama. <laughs> all right. Look, if you've not listened to us before. The way this whole thing works is one of us is going to pitch an idea for a game and then we're going to spend the rest of the show just trying to make it work, trying to figure out how it might work from the perspective of developers and also from the perspective of people who know nothing about developing but play a lot of games and think game development's pretty easy, right? It's easy. Easy as hell. Yeah. I remember when Um, I was younger, I had the perspective that, (laughs) like, I remember playing Ocarina of Time and I was, in my head, I thought development was literally just... I, I think it was in my head it was magic and I was just like, oh, if they want something to happen, they just they just write it and it happens. Uh, almost like writing a book where you just say, oh, if you want this character to do something in a book, you just write it and that happened. I, oh, I thought wish. when I was very young that <laughs> game development was literally that. Um, is it? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's basically that. It's, it's real, it's oh, real easy. Okay. Yeah, just write okay. it. You've just missed out it. several steps, <laughs> two breakdowns and, um, you know, lots of tears. Lots of tears. Hey, actually, talking about game tears? development. Oh, okay. We can we can finally say right. This is going to go out after the announcement. Chris, you're you're now the developer of a new game that you can talk about, right? Oh yeah. Do you remember that when I was very vague in that episode? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that game where you do things for those people. Yeah, it's that. <laughs> what is it, Chris? What's the name? What's it called? Star Pitch Tenders. it to us. All oh, right. Sorry, I Online. spoke over. Star tenders. <laughs> what is what, have, have, have star tenders? Else? Well, I mean, uh, oh, that sounds amazing, <laughs> your, Chris. This Do is tell your intergalactic bartending game for VR. I'm in. Chris I, is so I, I excited. Do, I, 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 I am very everyone. excited, but I have spent the entire day <laughs> fixing one thing. It turns out <laughs> I didn't need to fix it. It was just on the back end of Oculus's website. So that actually is more. Uh, a good explanation of what game development is like, right? Pain. We're trying to fix the Oculus Store? What? Just trying to fix stuff. <laughs> and then one turning out box. that you probably need to fix it anyway, or breaking more stuff because you fixed that one thing. Mm. Well, you know what? Um, would make would play, Star Tenders. 
I've I made and I've he played did it. make and we will play. Ah, oh, uh, great! So, I hope you do too. You out there, please with buy a it. VR headset. Congratulations, Chris. We now have. Uh, I think we can call you a, a veteran developer, a no, serial developer. No, podcast. No, not um, no. God no. I've only. Too late. I mean, that's that's your new introduction. Veteran <laughs> games developer. I've definitely <laughs> aged. Um, okay, say. an old an old game developer. How about that? Frail. All right. Look on the to- on the topic of games. <laughs> I've got one. Can I share it with you? I don't actually. Weird I don't have we one. never Please discussed do. that before. <laughs> we never talk about games. Yeah. I have an idea for a game. It's not that well formed. Oh, good. My favorite. But I need. <laughs> But I need your help on this podcast. I need your help. Well, I, I feel like a lot of my pitches are like this. They're all kind of like pretty, pretty basic, simple ideas. Yeah, you are a fan of the three-word pitch. Just a bunch of basic pitches. I, okay, actually, uh, three-word pitch. Well, right? uh, no, wait, really? hang on. You're actually compressing your pitch down to three words, or are you expanding I'm it compre- to three words? I want to know how formed <laughs> <I'm> this <laughs> is. I'm compressing it. Okay, good. To th- to three. This is this is the the pitch tagline. One of them. Oh, this fans. is like a, this is like a game jam, except we're trying to guess what your game is based on your three word pitch. Okay, you're you're at a games restaurant, but it's, it's instead of food, it's just video games that are coming out. Right, it's just pictures of games, and I'm bringing you the your starter before the main course. Okay, and okay. I come out just as a, I've got the waiter, I've got the um, I've got the tray with the thing over the top of it. I sorry, can I we have more bread? I've we've eaten. Oh, sh- okay. Sorry. Hold on. Did you want to say uh, shit? I thought it was a high class, sh- right? Okay. This, this oh, so, sir, I'm sorry. It. I'm so sorry, sir. Oh, sir. Well, I'm so yeah, sorry. I mean, just get the bread. Uh, okay. Look, the the bread, the bread is right here. It's in it's in the form of <gasps> 1917, a roguelite roguelike. Oh, this isn't Christ. bread. <laughs> this is <No>. not bread. <laughs> Hang on. Wait, <laughs> did you say a roguelike roguelite? I think I said a roguelite, roguelike, but yes, one of well, those either two. Either or, what does that what does that mean? Okay, so we'll we'll get back to that because that might be the thing that complicates things. Okay, but <laughs> basic level is I was, I was thinking run. the other day of the movie. You've seen nineteen seventeen, Tom, right? Oh yeah, has, yeah. Has, but has I everyone mean, seen nineteen seventeen? I've seen nineteen seventeen. I think I the most iconic could be a roguelike. Yeah, I think the most okay, iconic so, scene so, being him running, well, obviously all in one shot, but him running down the beach yeah. and the storm of soldiers behind him, running behind him and the explosions and stuff. It's, it made me immediately think of Temple Run, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> 1917, available on Android. Yeah. Uh, it's not, okay, so it's not, it's not that, but I was thinking about just the film in general and the idea of, because I usually have no interest in World War II stuff. Like, I don't like the shooting, the gunplay. Boom. It just doesn't really get me. Like, I know, Chris, you're a what big about, fan of that. Medal of yeah, Honor I'm a big fan of war. I just don't, like, Medal of Honor, honestly, <laughs> that word, I just immediately switch off. No, like, no, I, no, no hang on. Just, no, Medal of Honor Airborne is amazing. It's a really, really good game. For some reason. Yeah, no. Uh, the thing is, like, I, I'm sure it would be, but there's something about, like, the World War II aesthetic that I just, it just feels, it's just old. Like, the guns are shit. Oh, oh okay. no. Like, it's just modern that. war of 1917. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, but maybe. But, that can, no, the guns are not shit. The Beretta is, wait, which one's the Beretta? Is that the pistol? I'm thinking of a different one. What's the yeah. bolt action pistol, rifle? Right? That is a really the, satisfying gun to fire in, in any World War game. You mean the American... Um, oh, the car. Okay. I, uh, the one that goes... Uh, yeah, the, the, the that's ding the best one. noise. I can't oh, remember the name of the guy. It's literally, so I know good. this because it's my favourite noise in any video game. 
Yeah, that's such a satisfying gun to fire. And that's a World War II gun. Well, there can can be those weapons in this, possibly. But the the idea is, okay, so for anyone who hasn't seen 1917, (laughs) the idea of 1917 is that it's, uh, it's two characters who basically have to get from one place to another in order to warn a company of soldiers to retreat. Um, they have a limited amount of time and they have no idea where the enemy are. They have to go over like uh, just completely, just super dangerous territory. And the whole thing is told in one, one shot yeah. or quote unquote one shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a great, it's a great film, but the, the genesis of that, like of the game came from M1 me Garand. About that and I was about to say M1 Garand, but yeah. The Garand, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There All right. The idea, the idea of the game <laughs> came from thinking about that and what if, the so say if this is your journey like you get sent off you start off on the you know in your barracks in your head your army headquarters or whatever yep. say if like we're fighting for the british army we have to go and we have to go and do the same thing or we have some kind of objective that we have to go deep into our enemy territory and find uh and either save or maybe there's a missing company or a company that we have to save or something like that and it's completely unmapped enemy ter- territory you are a single soldier that has to run out stealthily or however you want across this completely unmapped terrain in order to complete your objective. Okay. And inevitably, you're doing this on your own. You're you're 100% going to die because you're going out into enemy territory. There's not just other enemies there. Like there's going to be NPCs, there's not NPCs, but there's going to be like civilians and things who might be, might be friendly. They might not be friendly. Like there's, there's just like, there's God knows what events, what encounters like a whole world of danger out there for you. Sure. You are you will 100% die at some point. But while you're doing that, your job is to map as much of the terrain as possible to um to then basically feed it back to headquarters, like whether that's like a radio function or something. But basically like you're kind of uncovering a fog of war of this map. So in my head it's like a DayZ size world or something like that. It's a large open world uh, that begins completely unmapped. And if you were very lucky or if you knew exactly what you were doing, you could just do the whole thing in one run, like he does in the film, because he's the hero. But you're not the hero. You're just like some scrub. So <laughs> you go out on a run. You do everything you can. You do as much as you can. You find like we- like locations for weapon caches. You mark out where enemies might be. You uncover some, some new areas of the map. You find some more intel as to where these, you know, your goal might be. And then you get you get fucking run, like run over by uh, an enemy tank or some something happens you die yeah. um, and then you get sent off and then you you're, you're the next guy you're the next scrub who gets sent off with that intel um, that you have managed to feed back to headquarters mm. and as you're going throughout throughout um, this mission you're you're getting sent out it's there's a day night cycle so okay. positions of enemies change um time of day affects things like there's uh i guess weather and like may- I, I don't know how survivally it needs to get in terms of like temperature or hunger and all that stuff i, I don't know um these these are all the kind of questions i have but basically the, the idea of it being that rogue light mechanic of or that framework of sending a soldier out over and over to uncover more and more information and territory until you finally complete your goal which you could have done in the first go if you knew what you were doing. Do you? I was thinking about this because I was playing, um, well, it's like any Dark Souls game. What if mm. you only get the map information back 
and then can expand that map more if you go find the the old body. Mm. Yeah, I was um, thinking the same. That would be great. Like, yeah, you oh. have to basically mm. retrace your steps. I think mm. um, I think you should actually, that doesn't be make able sense. to reach checkpoints. Um, and right. that, that is, I think, is the... Campfire. It, it kind of, yeah, kind of Dark Soulsy. In you, If you are on death's door with this one character who's gotten quite far and you haven't rested at a checkpoint or whatever or retired this character or whatever it is, uh, mm. you need to push yourself further. Otherwise, this information you've got isn't... I mean, it's recorded in your memory, sure, from having played this character, but it's not recorded on the map. It's not recorded for intel for future soldiers to send out. Yes. I do like yes. the idea of the people you send out, you choose who you can send out. Maybe it's through loadout. You can give someone like the survival shovel thing. And with one character, you can run out and you're like, well, I mean, I can see a path through here. I can't get through this, but I can mark it on the map for the next person to come through. I'll send a message back to camp and say, send someone out with a survival shovel and they'll be able to dig out this path here or whatever. Um, but you have to get to the checkpoint to you know, yes. relay that information back. So Yeah. So that was one of the things that I was thinking was that like perhaps you have um, like one of the things you... You you always have on you, no matter what what soldier you are, get sent out. You have a radio, or you have you have basically some way to 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 contact headquarters. And if you don't, like you're saying, if you don't send off that information before you die, then then it's lost. Yeah, um, and and yeah, your map doesn't update, uh, and you don't get those objectives. And, and I think like yeah, that could end, like I, I don't know whether that is a frustrating mechanic. I don't know, but well, bef- I guess before we get too far into it. What's everyone's like? Just initial thoughts of it. Yeah, I mean, just to expand on what Chris was saying a little bit about you know going to find the dead body. You could have a flare gun on you, for example. So your you know your dying moments, you could send up a flare, and then you can try and jot down where that flare roughly is on the map, and then go and find them. I definitely like the idea that you've got to get to a checkpoint, to a radio station or some, or, you know, you, you mm. see it in films where, you know, they, they find the resistance or something, or they go into a, a broken down building and they've got like the little radio there. And, you know, maybe it's the high risk, high reward. You, you've got to try and like get as much Intel as you can before sending it back to base. Or, you know, you could just risk, keep going out to the same location. I think another thing so. you can do, sorry, Chris, I know you've got something, no, but fine. I think another thing you can do is the moment you get to a communications tower or whatever it is, that is yeah. effectively uh, retiring that character because you're using the enemy's communication to send back to the camp. The moment you send information back, they know where you are. Um, and that's, right. that's, you know, that's your decision where you're like, I've got a lot of information. I could either kill this character now and get the information back or push further and try and get some more and then retire the character because I guess there's nothing really stopping you from just saying I've got some information I'll send it back and then move on to the next checkpoint and send that back and move to the next checkpoint and send that back (laughs) yeah so I think thematic way of having that character be like killed and retired that could be it I mean just Um, quickly before Chris goes I just want to jump in because maybe rather than retiring the character because I know you get like attached to the i always get attached to the characters like i want to le- let that character go as far sure. as i can maybe it's just if you use uh, a communication station it, it the uh the heat is on it's like it's got one star like in gta or something you know it's like it the 
if, if you keep using the same communication location, God, that's hard to say. Um, <laughs> it's more likely, they're more likely to get discovered. They're more likely to triangulate where the communication is coming from. So I don't like the idea that you'd necessarily retire a character immediately from communicating, but that they're going to be more likely to get shot from then, right. from that point I on. I think, yeah, it'd be a cool moment of like, I'm going to use the communication station, uh, station and, uh, <laughs> and after you do that, you then know, fuck, they're coming. And so you could make an attempt to escape. It's very difficult, but you can make yeah. an attempt to escape. And if you do, I was thinking amazing. almost a Left 4 Dead style, um, you know, when you're waiting for the helicopter. All the Germans come <laughs> crawling through the windows and, uh, yeah. and one, an one is huge and he throws a car at you. <laughs> Oh, man, um, yeah. Maybe not exactly like Left 4 Dead, but I get the I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris? Well, they kind of retconned what I was going to say anyway, and actually I agree with Tom. Okay. Um, I oh really like the idea of God. Re- retiring a character. Because, I mean, yeah, you, you, you do get attached, but it is also like one of the bloodiest wars in history. Like... It should be brutal, shouldn't it? Uh, so yeah, so what I was going to say is because I, I at the start I said um, when you retrace your steps and you go find your old body, you get all the information, like all the map places you've been. That doesn't really work if you're retracing your steps because you're going to go over exactly the same places you've just been, and probably mm. you're just getting the same information back. So my idea was going to change to you you get all your map markers put back on your map. So right, then okay. if you place some, so I've just picked up my old body, so I've got all my map markers back. <laughs> I yeah. place more, I die. That third character comes through, they get all of the previous map markers back. So I don't have to... So I'm like, oh, I remember, like Tom said, there were some places where I needed to have a shovel. I've got one now, but I kind of forgot where it was. But I know where I died because there's a flare. Or, you know, the flare's gone up. I can roughly see where it is. Right. And I right. get that back and I get my map markers back where I've tagged the location where I need to dig or I need to do this. Does everyone see this? I'm assuming Daisy style third person slash first person um, large open that's world. how i I'll be imagined honest, it I'm, but... I'm, I'm imagining it um maybe because i've played quite a lot of this recently you say but Project I'm, Zomboid. i yeah i'm impressed with the massive versatility you can have in a game like project zomboid in that style and i think yeah. i think just because i'm so impressed with how much it can be done from that perspective and in that survival element style maybe not so aggressive with like you have to consume 400 calories to survive the night uh you know i i think it works in that way again i i'm not vetoing uh like a first person game i'm not vetoing anything else i just i like that style um Mm. for me i'm getting real uh, metal gear solid vibes yeah you know with that third person and i like the idea that we could hide in a box or a patrol but the thing is like time of day changes patrols so you can be like okay there is a you know German patrol from midday till six here. So next time I come back, if it's you know I can either wait it out and I can get a clear path through there, or I can find another way around. But I know that's a quicker route. But I do have to wait and not alert them. Whether how we mm. you know whether we do waiting in a certain as a mechanic like in like Skyrim or, or something like that, um, that could work. And I I really like that. And I think that's what made Metal Gear Solid a great stealth game. But this game isn't really stealth. We could be. It could be like, you know, a dishonored where there are different routes to a, to attack any situation. Yeah. Um, but there is a game called uh, 1111 Memories Retold, which is a World War One game, which is 
no bullets get fired in it. So it's very much an Alex story game, which I think you'd like. It's made by Ardman. Um, okay. Oh, I have heard of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah this I was their first that game, worked, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, memories, yeah, I'm I was, told. I was immediately sort of thinking about that because I really like the art style. It's all like oil painting. Mm. Um, yeah. I think that's a bit too stylized for this kind of game where you need to see details and you need to be, you know, like maybe there's things you've got to notice that's just too... How is this, obf- how is this one played? Is it, is it like a text adventure thing with just pretty backgrounds or... It's a narrative story... Right, okay. You know, lad. Um, one of those. <laughs> one of those. I think that's in the review. It says narrative story, lad. Um, mm. That makes sense. But yeah, it's a, it's just a really nice non-violent World War game for you, Alex. I mean, f- for me, like I, yeah, I've been wanting to check that out for a while. But like, I mean, for me with this, I know this is like unusual for me, but I, I really like this leaning, this one leaning into more of like, a really brutal action, not necessarily f- like full on action, like first person shoot style action, but just like survival, uh, like really ramped up difficulty. Like I think it should be really fucking hard because it's the world war. Like, I think you should yeah, be able to get it, infections and stuff. They like, could, and, well, you could do a bit, like a bit like Green Hell, where you get in, infections, and which is a survival game, um, but like a very intense survival game. Um, but I think going back to Tom's th- and. Um, James's thing. I need to. I need to call you Dan for some reason. Don't worry. <laughs> um, James's uh, thing about you know, wow. even if we do have the communications array, which is what I'm going to call it because it's easier to say. Yeah, that works. Um, that a good rhyme. Maybe too. instead of like just alerting, maybe it gets like shelled. You know, mortifier because that was obviously that was one of the big things when you were seeing like Band of Brothers and stuff like that. They're just dug in in foxholes getting mm. absolutely hammered by shells. Mm. There's nothing you can do apart from just sit there and hope. Um, so there could be things like that where maybe you can you know, dig in or use something that's already there to dig in and just be like, I'm just going to sit here. I can, I can sit and wait out or I can try and run. I was just thinking about, um, you know, when we get to these communication arrays and we retire a character, do you think there's a precedent here to have multiple runs happening concurrently? Do you always see it being one guy that you're in charge of? Or could you say, right, I'm going to send out my person. GTA 5 style. And maybe they get to a point where you have to stop. Like maybe there is a section that you need to dig or need to release. Can you at that point right. go, uh, right, I'm going to leave them and I'll send out my next person. Or do you always oh, what, see And it? then switch between them. Yeah, and switch between them. Yeah. I feel like for me that that takes away from the initial like it's like the initial roguelite feeling mm. of you're setting out on your own and it's a really fucking hard it's a really hard journey. It is like, like you're one yeah. person out on your own like a lone soldier and they're sending you out because they're sending you out on your own because the, only one person can get past you know like yeah. um the more the more people they they have out there, the more it is you're likely to be spotted by the enemy. You just and, don't have the soldiers spare kind of thing. It's like yeah, yeah, it could be that simple. I mean, like I I, I don't know. Like I'm not I'm not averse to it. Depending if other people, I think, think that um, works as well. I think it's easier to hide solo. Like yeah. the larger the group, the more mm. likely you are to be seen. Right. So it kind I, of I think, uh, that. I think once you get to the communication array, which is easier to say, I think you you um, okay. maybe there's a chance or. Maybe I don't know. Maybe once you send that message, you then mm. leave that character and you don't know what's happened to them. You just follow the information back to camp and the information is received. You send the next soldier out. Maybe when you reach that point again uh, with the next character, you get to the communication array, which is easier to say, 
and you're like, this is this has been bombed and you know that the character is in there or has been in there <laughs> or maybe it's totally fine and you go in there and you're like shit he's actually still alive and i can send him back and potentially reuse his character or something like that um oh i see oh i, th- I thought you were going to say at that point he just becomes like they just become unplayable yeah so you I, kind well, of, you're retiring them in a in that sense i think it would be cool to discover what happened to that person uh and in like the in the run after this one yeah. where you've become attached to this one person, you're like, I, I really hope that when I get there, he's okay. Maybe you get there yeah. and there's like a blood trail leading somewhere and you're like, well, shit, okay, I, something's <laughs> happened to him. I hope he's okay at the end of this blood trail. Uh, I mean, it does lead to how many events can happen to this character that you've left behind and is it just a dice roll? It's just um, Schrodinger's soldier. Yeah, I just, I, I just think it would be... If there was some way to recover character or just discover what actually happened at the end of their story, and it's just um, mm. seeing that kind that of happen. emergent story stuff, yes, that sounds really, really cool. Like, I'm yeah, but I, I've got a potentially, potentially controversial idea, and this is something that might be a solution okay. it's to cards. It's not cards. No, it's it's not anything <laughs> like that. It, it's a potential solution to setting a roguelike game in a realistic world uh kind of okay. because things like rogue legacy the the castle that you're raiding or whatever it is changes every time and it's magic and so you never know what mm. you're gonna get every time you go in there and it just works for that style of game for something like this the if you progress beyond the point where you've you you know communicated all the information back what's stopping you from just writing it down in the real world and just saying i know this is here i know this is here and not ever sending information back. What if every time... I know you're going crazy, Chris, but <laughs> I, I have an idea. You might say exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. I might yeah. do. What if every time you progress beyond the point that you have explored, it's random, and until you communicate it back, uh, it's random. It's always going to be random. The moment you communicate it back to camp, that locks in that Ooh. room. So these areas, these levels, these events... They are then solid. They're fixed in place, and they become that's the ex- root. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, that wasn't, I, I guess that wasn't what I was awesome. going to say, but I do like that. I, I, I think it. I mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess uh, it, the only problem I have with it is the realistic World War setting we have. And every time you go through that door for the first time, quote unquote, it's a different area. <laughs> kind of feels like magic, but I, I, it adds to that kind of uncertainty of what is explored. And maybe I guess. I don't know. I guess you could play with the idea of like, oh, I've I've found the church and the abandoned rail yard. I'm going to send this Mm. back. Oh, I don't like these areas, so I won't send this information back and pray that I get better next time. I guess (laughs) you could have that kind of play style, which is removing from it in a way. But maybe there's something that could be done there to make it fresh every time um, and to make everything that you do unexplored territory. Um, until you lock it in, until it's explored and communicated. That does sound pretty exciting. Um, and Chris, what were you going to say? Was it? Was it? It similar? was not. It wasn't like locking in. I was just going to say like there is a way to make it feel fresh every time without having to alter the world. It's like you know, people can, okay. make, can they can move. Like oh yeah, I was here. Oh, last time I was here, there wasn't a small encampment here. Now there's mm. a small. You know, German encampment here. Even if it's just some tents and some soldiers and some barbed wire and and whatever, or maybe you know, oh, I've come there. There's, there's now a tank patrol going through. You're like, okay, 
I now need to change up how I'm going to play this run. That might be there next time. So I'm going to make note of that like possible tank route because there's a road there. So it's likely that it would go through the road. If you're going through the forest and there's a small clearing or a church, then next time you go back, the church can still be in the same place. But the situation that's happening at the church can change. Mm. So it could be a resistance group and you're like, okay, that's fine. They're, They're on my side and I can restock here. But last time I couldn't because they weren't there. Oh, well, next time you come, you find out they're all been killed and you can't restock there anymore. And just down the road, there's a German roadblock. You're like, okay, now I have to play this differently. I think you can do it and keep it like grounded. Um, I think um, the only worry I have with that is, I think the, the, the main reason I was saying Project Zomboid before is because one enemy in that game, because you are just one person against a horde, one enemy can yeah. ruin your day, whereas a game like Call of Duty, you're one soldier against 50,000 and you're probably going to win if your mm. aim is good <laughs> enough. Um, yeah. I want this one to be just one soldier against you could go either way. Yeah, it's hell let um, loose. It's a, it's hell a war loose. sim. Hell let loose is one bullet and you're fucked. Like, yeah. I love hell let loose. It's a very good team game. But sometimes, well, I mean, sometimes it does feel like I got shot out of nowhere. I just hear the dunk of my helmet getting shot. I'm like, oh, I'm dead. But it is that. I I just want it to be brutal. Like, am I in cover? Am I, you know, I need to crouch along this wall because there is a group of soldiers the other side and they'll see me. Or I need to crawl across this whole wheat field like Theresa May and just eventually get up. I just think those two ideas are kind of at odds with each other of if we want it to be the church is still there, but there's three enemies there this time. Like, how much versatility in there if... If if one enemy is enough to completely ruin an area, <laughs> mm. um, what is what is the goal? What is the ultimate goal? To so the, stop the, the, goal- the war. <laughs> yeah, are you delivering something? <laughs> is, is, it, is it no, like nineteen? No, yeah, essentially you are. Yeah, I mean, in my head, it, it was. Um, the, the the first the first thing I thought was, oh, it's just it's just nineteen seventeen. It the is movie, the game. You have. You, wait, you you have to get to another company of soldiers to oh. warn them to retreat because otherwise they'll die. And you have X amount of time to do it. Okay. And then I thought, well, you probably shouldn't be on a time limit. Um, so maybe it's just you have to find a missing company. Um, but but I don't know that like it, it can be anything. But I was that, thinking, like, like, um, that- is there only one goal? It, it is 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 where my head is at. Well, it could like, be different goals, goals, different goals per run, or yeah, or other options. I- yeah, like what are you thinking? Well, I was just thinking, you know, do you have the side missions you encounter? soldiers that might need help so you can then focus on helping certain people one particular run or you know is there is do you as the player have any onus on what the enemy is doing are you setting distractions so that a certain company can make their way to point b or you know i i just don't have a good sense at the moment of of am i just going from one end of the map to the other and it's just fucking hard to do that because that's fine, but is there more going on? I don't know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So I feel like in, in my head, it's you, you are trying to get from one end of the map to the other end of the map, uh, which is really hard to do. But to make it easier, you... Uh, you need to uncover more of it to be able to um, encounter and complete certain events. Mm. Um, so, for example, like like Chris's faction, like resistance faction. If you find these guys and help them out, then they will clear a certain part of the map that would otherwise be impossible to pass, um, or they will provide a distraction for you. So it's a roguelike, roguelite Metroidvania. So the the roguelike bit is something that that I'll. I'll bring up later because it doesn't really it doesn't really matter that much, and we don't need to have it in. But I mean, it's already of- in there, uh, regardless of whether you want it to be in there or not. Like you are replaying runs. Um, well, no, but I yeah, I suppose. But I suppose like what I mean is by the roguelike element is is that um, the roguelite is you dying over and over as a soldier, right? Coming back and trying getting more information, and that's the thing that you're carrying with you. The roguelike was when I had the original idea of you of just just totally ripping off the 1917 of get to the company and save them before it's too late so you have this whole thing takes place over say five days and if you don't get to them in that amount of time using however many soldiers you use they die and then your run is just completely fucked and you the campaign's done and you have to start over again with zero um but i feel like that is too frustrating um, as an experience, maybe I I, again, maybe that's a game mode. What if it was timed? But say, like, okay, I've got twenty hours, right? I can die, I can come back. Say, I spent five hours on that run. I now have fifteen hours left with however many guys I want to go through. But at the end of that twenty mm. hours, that's when the whole map procedurally regenerates, and you get your new twenty hours. And it's like, okay, I've, I've got you. Basically, like, you go back to the start. And that's your new run. So it's not the like mini runs within a longer run, right? And it's all based okay. on well, I got the idea from kind of like Sifu, how you age up. And if you age up too much, you have to start the whole thing again from that that age, right? You start the whole thing from like twenty or whatever it is. Mm. But every time you reach a new bit, you start from the age you started that bit at. So if I'm on Act Three and I'm age forty, I'm always gonna start act act three at forty until I age up enough that I die properly and then come mm. back at the start so but similar to that but with time i've got 20 hours i can go through as many people as i want but obviously i'm going to be wasting time by having to rerun routes that i've originally run they can still change a little bit throughout but it's when you run out of that end like that that full clock that's when the whole map would just procedurally regenerate um have the main point still maybe the church is now really far over in the east, that little city is now over there. But I need to get there, but I don't know where it is yet. Um, maybe I can go mm. up to a high so point. How would, that, how would that work in terms of like procedurally regeneration? Is in like rust, right? What, what rust is, has. But, like, but what, what is the explanation for that in terms of like the sol- soldiers going? Like I'm just trying to make sense of it. Like 
I, I, I know this is stupid, but like narratively, like what is like you have a new objective, and so you're in a well, different no, location. So it, it's not, or it's the only the consistency is when you die, and then you bring out your next, you know, your next runner, right? But right. when it resets, it's like you never even played that. This is the battlefield now. Like it's it's that kind of okay situation right. where it's not. It's not like, oh, all of a sudden the landscape has magically changed. It's like no one knows that that existed. This is your reality. Like this is this is it. Here you've got 20 hours. It's just a like a way of it adds a lot of replayability and I feel yeah. like it keeps it fresh, but also gives you that um that goal. I've only got an hour left. I need to just run. I, I can't make any mistake. I need to get that guy to the to the end point. If I die right at the end, I'm like, okay, I've only got 10 minutes. I can't really do anything. Maybe there is certain things you can do which could translate over. Maybe you can bury something. I don't know, like, there could be something you could do. How frantic do we want this to feel? Do you want it to be like a somber affair where you're like, you're dug in, you're hiding, it's slow, but it's, you know, it's meticulous. I want the experience to feel like when you've completed a run, it feels like that soldier does in 1917. You know, I think, and I think that's what, like and maybe this is why it's difficult to like maybe I would need to sacrifice this stuff to make it more of a roguelite. But th- these kind of event elements I think could be really cool. Like in 1917, the really cool stuff that happened. Sorry if you haven't seen it. Um, but like the plane crashing and like the moment where he he gets picked up by the soldiers who drive him around and that whole fucking the sniper battle in the little town. Just that one guy that he's against. He's like this old like shelled out town. And then, and then there is the quiet moments as well, where you you find you know like you find a civilian and you share a little moment with them, you give them some food, things like that. All these little little events that are kind of peppered all around the map that you don't have to like you you're never going to encounter them, and you can't perhaps encounter them all in one run. But there are lots of these little things that you that you are going to run into that will have an effect on. On the outcome of your of, of this single scrub soldier, how how are you imagining the progression from zone to zone? Is it literally zones, or is it one continuous strip of a map from point A to point B? I, I feel like it's one one continuous map. Like it doesn't okay. have to be, but in my head, that's how I've been thinking about it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if the map was laid out in a in a similar fashion to what well, a lot of deck building games at the moment, uh, you know, Slay the Spire, where there's you're at node A, that splits off into multiple paths, um, right? And you you move on to the next zone, and either it's an encounter that you have to stealth through, or it's an event, and then it's just text based. Um, maybe that is an approach. Um, Instead that of could be a way instead yeah, of having yeah. your you know however your character is portrayed in this either top down project is on board or third person or whatever it is instead of them having stood next to a character and walking around waiting waiting for this event to finish maybe it's just a text event that shows up on the screen um, the entire map displayed as a World War Two style map with landscape and everything um, I don't know uh, yeah like an old wrinkled map yeah that mm. could be cool. I think yeah, I mean, and that that does mean that it can, it can still have the stuff that I that I felt like I really w- would like to see in it, which are those those moments, and you know, even if they don't play out in third or first person or whatever, you can still have those those moments of encounters with NPCs. And I feel like actually one of the games that we haven't spoken about yet, which it reminds me of quite a lot, the more I think about it, is Deathloop, which 
Right. Ha- has anyone played much of that? Yeah, I've played, uh, I've played I haven't. Bit. I know. I know so the, the concept of it. The way it works, like it, I think, I think it's really, really clever the way because it is. It's a roguelite, but it does have a definite end to it, and um, you play that through. It's four different maps, but each map has four different times of day that you can like in which you can arrive. There's like morning, noon, evening, and night. I think afternoon and night, and. The your ultimate goal. You have one. You have one ultimate goal, which is essentially to get. There's like eight kind of bosses that you have to kill, or a certain number of bosses. And you have to you have to get them all into uh, one location at, at the end of the game. And in order to do that, you have to navigate your way through these four locations at different times of day. So, for example, if boss number one, say his name's Dave, is in. Yeah, he's in the lighthouse in the morning. Dave's in the lighthouse in the morning. He has no intention of going to the party at, at the night time. I want to get him there, so I have to go into the I have to go into the lighthouse in the morning, sabotage his experiment so that uh, he will get frustrated with it and have nothing to do, and then he'll decide to go to the party. And you have to work your way through the day, arriving at these different places, and basically just trying to coax people into all coming together at the end. And I, f- I think like that day-night cycle, the idea of arriving at these different places and stuff being different depending on what time of day you get there. You, you, you're not trying to coax people to get, into, uh, to get into a location, but if you arrive at a town in the morning, there it's, it's totally filled with soldiers. But if you mm. arrive there in the evening, then there's a small amount of troops and there's a civilian that you're actually able to speak to. And that civilian might help you might give you a bit of food or might distract someone for you or mm. might s- s- give you some information. Um, and I feel like that time of day element could, could like really ex- expand it if you're playing the game over several, several days or however long it's meant yeah. to be played. I mean, I, I definitely like that idea. And, you know, that, that's an easy thing to potentially procedurally generate. You know, you just swap locations of where the civilian would be on, you know, from a... Depending how we do it, if we're doing a Sifu thing where we, uh, you know, age up and we keep playing the same game until we run out of troops or until everyone's dead or the 20 hours are up, then, you know, you start the loop again. That civilian's not going to be there. Um, That's fine, I think. Um, I think that can be explained away. You know, game logic is fine. Even if we changed up the landscape, I think you could explain it away. I don't like that as much. Personally, I like... I think that would be harder to explain. You want to maybe build it around a real test, a real location, potentially get some real yeah. nice photo scans in there or something. I don't know, but Quixel. Yeah. I, I, mm, this is hard. <laughs> I don't it's know. I feel, I feel like it's a this bunch of different games. It's a big idea. idea. Like, it's quite, uh, it's quite hard to narrow down really. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's too, if it's too much, but like since, since you mentioned Project Zomboid, Tom, like in my head, that's just what it looks like now. And that's kind of a lot closer to what it is, but I don't know, like we should probably start wrapping up. What, what is it to you at this point? To me? Uh, yeah. I, again, I, I, I want to start by saying I really like this idea. Um, and I think oh. that there is something that can be taken from it. However, I don't know exactly what I want it to be because th- there's a lot of different ideas and they are all conflicting with each other. 
And I'm sure yeah. there is a perfect combination of all of them <laughs> that makes this into what I want it to be. At the moment, what I've got in my head is that Slay the Spire-esque node-based travel system where point A is obviously, you know, the barracks. Point mm-hmm. B is the very, very top of this map where you're trying to get to. Um, and when you click on these events, you move to that location and an event happens, whether it's a text-based story that is wonderfully well well written and, and adds so much depth to the world and your character as a soldier, uh, or it Hand of Fate style puts you into the game and says, right, this is the situation you need to progress through there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if there's 20 soldiers there, you have to stealth through. If there's just one guy, you have to try and take him out quietly or maybe have this intense fight against this one guy that could be the death of you. Um, all trying to get to the com- communication relays to get this information back for the next soldier to run out. Um Yeah. And if you don't, then that information is lost and 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 is uncertain for the next person that goes out there. I I I want some of the event I don't want this game to be all action. Um because the events that happen, I think, should have some interesting developments to them as you progress to them in the future. Maybe you find uh, what would have been a great event early in the game if you got there, but when you get there, it's bombed out, it's burned down, it's ruined, and you don't know yeah, anything yeah. about this for, uh, because that's all you've seen of it. But if you've been to this place before with a previous character, you're like, I know there was some people here. You get there, and it's destroyed, and there's bodies inside. You're like, oh, fuck, shit. Oh, that sucks. That's the, that's that's what happened with their story. Um, yeah, and I I I want it to be predominantly a story building game where each soldier has events happen to them, and you you attribute this character to them, um, and the story of the world is what you make of it. But how the hell do you do that? Um, <laughs> I I, I really what, like yeah, it. That's what's so exciting. Then, like, yeah, I just want to. I just I just want to. I just want to figure out exactly what it is. Um, I, I love the idea of each run be feeling like it, it's your own 1917. And I think the, the two things that really excite me about, about it being this way are the, the first one being like when you, once you get to the point where you suddenly realise that like you've respawned, you're setting out as a new guy and you're like, oh, I have everything I need to do it. I can make it on this one. I'm going to go for it. Like I'm going to, like I, I know how to finish it. I can finish it on this run. And the other one being someone just doing a, like a no info, uh, full reset, uh, level one scrub. If they do, like, sure. Just, yeah. I, I think that, <laughs> uh, they should like sprint. They, they just sprint all the way through to the end. Like one person's yeah. going to be able to do that. There's got to be a really um, nice feeling, right, in terms of pacing, right, where you start and it's obviously easy. You're in uh, uh, allied territory, you're, you're safe. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful landscape is what I'm imagining. You know, it's all fields and like that you start yeah. to run. And then there'll be a point where you get to and you go, it it's starting to get scary. I could lose this character. Or even on your second yeah. run, you go, well, I got here last time and... uh 
Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit one scared. Step. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can I, I do it? I don't know. Yeah, I, think I, like, you I have, really like that idea. Uh, the game, I think, could actively work against you in certain ways where, you know, you've got certain amounts of resources. If you've, if you're stacked up, uh, stacked up and you've got tons and tons of ammo and healing stuff, then the game places some events to, you know, force you to use some of that stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. if or you, you move slower and, you know, yeah, you're just more if, likely to if get you shot. don't have much, <laughs> if you don't have much stuff at all, uh, the game just throwing you a bone and saying you found like a resistance encampment that is going to give you all these things that will feel really satisfying. It's scripting it a bit, but mm. all in the purpose of telling the story that you want to be told in this game uh, yeah. for that for that run. Um, so yeah, I guess is there a director in the background puppeteering the entire thing? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I feel like maybe it needs, yeah, just like a little bit of nudging here and there. I don't know. I mean, like, okay, James, what what is it? What is it to you? Or like, what do you think of this? I mean, yeah, I mean, I've just had like uh, real open world views, you know, like a Breath of the Wild or a, a Wildlands kind of view to this, where you just literally okay. start out and it's like off you go, and you just start running into this wilderness, mm-hmm. and yeah, at some point you'll make a decision to send that information back. I'm still on the fence as to whether you should stop that run at that point. I think it would be more interesting if you kept the character, but by sending information back, you're more at risk of being detected and discovered. Uh, And I want that real Metal Gear Solid vibe where I think there should be rewards for being creative with hiding in places or... You know, there's the real horror as well. You know, you'd find the dugout where a bomb's gone off and you'll play dead for a bit. You know, there's, if you, you can oh go God, really yeah. harrowing with it, or you could be like, it's a nice adventure that you sh- shoot. No, I, I don't imagine you'll be sh- shooting that much. I, even if you wanted to go God mode and try and shoot your way to the end, you're using like, what was it? An M4 Garand or something, or something? Yeah, crap. you didn't have the ammunition uh, for it. You, you got would, like, like you can take out. Oh, but the sound it makes though, so good. <laughs> Just it, I, this is a tense experience. That's all I'm thinking. It starts nice and yeah. it gets real tense. I, I think so I, yeah. I like it. When you get to the end, your character should be basically crawling to the end. Uh, yes yeah (laughs) like you're you're just getting slower and slower and slower and stuff just takes so much longer to do and by the end it's just the one i finally he has like his little message that he has to deliver to the company you just hand it over as you fall dead on the floor it's just it's just in your open Uh, yeah or you Uh, get there and and you're like it flashes back to uh node number four when you got there and you and it shows when the note slipped out of your pocket. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, when you had to go swimming and the note like got all crinkled and ruined. Oh, crinkled. Oh, oh no! I don't believe you. All right, um, Chris, what about you? Final thoughts? What is what is this? I think I'm uh, tarnished by my love of first-person shooters because I still see this as like helmet right, shoot some dudes visuals. Which looks gorgeous, by the way, that game. Um, and like yeah. the environments are great, um, and the you know the forests are overgrown and they look great. And you you're you're seeing enemies dip behind trees and behind another tree, and you just see flickers of these, mm-hmm. and you're just you're just stuck there and you're shitting yourself because you know that one shot and you're dead. But do you have the advantage? You can see them, but how many of them can see you? And that kind of thing is is I think is a really good way to set tone. Um, 
I still that makes me think a bit of um, Escape from Tarkov. Has it got yes, a bit of that so there's another to... game I play quite often, um, but obviously that's very short runs, um, and you can go back and get your stuff if you you know are a scav and you choose the map again. But I think you know going around with a Springfield and just being like, I have limited ammo to start. Maybe I can find some more. So even if you are shooting is knowing what shots to take is really good. Uh, you know, have binoculars, mm-hmm. you know, I can ping stuff in the distance, but, you know, I have to take note of, I have a compass and I have a big map. You know, I can find out what, maybe you don't see yourself on the map, right? So you're literally using your environment to pinpoint you oh, wow. and what you're looking at. I would be shit at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would get there immediately are, fucking lost. There are games that do that now, like, I think yeah, even like Daisy mods that I've played, they have that. I think even Daisy has that. Um, mm-hmm. You're not pinpointing where you are. You just you figure out yeah. by looking at landmarks. Um, and maybe there are some landmarks on the map which are pointed out to you. Obviously, you don't know where you are. So once you figure out where you are, you're like, okay, I am east of Churchtown, which has already been marked on my map as somewhere I need. I should go because there are resistance there. So you could do something like that, but I, I do see it in a first-person perspective. Um, just because okay. I think it does... I know Project Zomboy does it with the uh, sort of f- like field of view, you know, sightline stuff, but I think I just feel like the first person really puts you in it. And it's so yeah. gritty that you kind of need to be literally in the trenches to feel yeah, like yeah. you're no, in I the can trenches. Definitely, yeah, I mm. mean, for a First World War game especially, I can see that. Like, in it... It, yeah, like it could totally have a like a real big effect having it first person. I think the only the only downside I have with first person. This will be the last thing I'll say before we go. By the way, the only <laughs> downside for first person for me is 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 the gameplay is then directly influenced by your skill as a first person shooter player. Um, yes, like yes, you can have military sim concepts of you know recoil, bullet drop, bullet travel, all these different things. Um, but if you are just very good at playing these games that is going to be influenced in the story that you're telling with these but like people are going to get further because they are good at these games uh whereas project zomboid works in a slightly different way where you are as good as the skills of your character um in an rpg sense like you can't target a zombie right in front of you with a shotgun unless you are good at shooting uh or you just get very lucky um and I, i think that's why i I like that Zomboid style for this sort of thing, but I also appreciate immersion. So mm. either or. Um, I think that's a really good point. Like, you know what? And, uh, I, want, I, yeah. I want, whoever's listening to this, you've got homework. I want you <laughs> to write up like a three-page, four-page, however long essay uh, of, of what this game is. Make this game on paper because there's... there's I mean, a design with, with, document, essentially. Yeah, let's call it that. Let's call it that. It's it's a novel concept, but we've just invented it. (laughs) Um, I want you to say what this game is based on all the concepts and mechanics that we've put out here and and give me a list of all the domino effects of each mechanic you've put in there because there is a combination. (laughs) There is a combination of stuff here that does make this a game and I need it. And I really want to play it. There's something there. Well, Tom. There's something there. Where can the zero people that are going to do this send <gasps> it to you? My chair again. <laughs> well, if you, you aren't going to do this... That was good. That was a great segue. Beautiful. If Thanks. you aren't going to do this, uh, but want to see the other people that will do it, 
uh, which is zero. You can do that at pitchpluspod <laughs> on Twitter, pitchpluspod without any vowels, pitchpluspod, sorry, uh, or send it to us on, on our individual Twitters or put it in the YouTube comments or, I don't know, smoke signal. Please do. Send it to us. Yeah, sure. That's well. Go to your nearest um, communications array. Your communication <laughs> station. Nearest communication station. Yes. And if you don't, right, the information is lost forever. <gasps> Do you want that? Whatever this game is to you, fucking monster. Let us know. <laughs> let us know if it's first person, if it's open world and harrowing, if it's a Project Zomboid, uh, slightly more RPG story based experience. What is it? I don't know. Fuck it. Just maybe tell us if it's it shit. It might be shit. Run Android app. Maybe it's a ten. Okay, that's what it actually. Yeah, we've gone back to the start. That's what it is to me. Temple Run, nineteen seventeen communication station, nineteen seventeen DLC coming to Android soon. Uh, Wait, what is this game called? Is it communication station? <laughs> I feel like we've had in the movie the game so, Communication Station I'm going with that okay. unless, unless we come up with a better name between now and when Communication Station colon relay is easier to say Bam We've got it Wow All right. That's horrible no, that's not Thank good. you everyone I for listening <laughs> Thank We'll you. see you next time Goodbye Bye Bye Not 1917 run <laughs> Very good. Temple, Temple 17. 17. Wait, yeah. isn't that a band? <laughs>